Well, hi, everyone. This is Daniel Williams, Senior Editor at MGMA and host of the MGMA Podcast Network. We are back with our co-host, Colleen Luckett. She's an editor and writer at MGMA. And we're back with another episode of Week in Review, where we give you some of the most important and interesting news items that we've come across uh, at MGMA and in the medical practice space. So with that said, welcome, Colleen, and what's going on? Hi, thank you. Hi, everyone. Um, So let's kick it off with one of our recent stat polls. So on February 13th, we asked members, does your organization have formal goals around health equity? And results suggest that even though many of you don't have formal goals set up, like 64%, you're still working toward improvements to achieve health equity. So some of those include improving patient access, like efforts in population health management, and engaging patients from underserved communities. Many of you are working on care goals tied to improving preventive methods improving preventive measures and social determinants of health to address disparities. Though you don't necessarily view these efforts through the lens of health equity, you're still working on it. Uh, Those of you who do have formal goals, you cited these areas I just mentioned, especially focusing on making sure internal staff were educated on these goals. So if you want to start looking into what health equity means for your organization, if you haven't looked into it yet, uh, the article has a link to Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, their current framework for health equity, which outlines five key priorities for CMS on health equity. So it'd be a really helpful helpful resource for you. Um, So be sure to check that out, mgma.com slash stat. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. And that will get you right to stat. Hopefully all of you who are listening already are signed up for stat. But if you go there, it walks you right through how to do that. I did want to comment on this story. So many of you may know Amanda Jensen. She is an employee at MGMA, and she's been working closely with DEI initiatives internally. And uh, she actually presented a program for MGMA employees this Tuesday um, on DEI, on health equity issues, and um, some of the disparities that are out there. And so one of the things that came out of that, it was really an interesting conversation where we were given uh, different articles to review. Uh, We broke up into little breakout groups there. And uh, what we found was um, each article was on the same topic, but delivered in a different way. And it was really an exercise in becoming more educated on the topic because we were all given like... Like, for instance, if we're working on a car and we only see parts of the car, you know, we're we're only working on the uh, the steering wheel or the wheels or the lights or whatever and don't know how the whole car works. In this case, uh, we were giving different aspects of health equity issues and not the whole picture. And it's a very complex and uh, complicated picture. And so. I think one of the main takeaways we had from that conversation was to um, dig deeper, be willing to have an open mind and be able to look at different resources and different aspects of that. And I did want to mention that um, we're going to have Amanda Jensen on our uh, Mindful Medicine podcast coming up. I'm going to be interviewing her actually later today. And so you can look for that next week. So um great let's see yeah so and that, daniel um already 
sorry, Daniel already did a, a podcast um, with Amanda. I hope everyone's checked that out. It's really good. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, we're going to have her on on a recurring basis because she's just got so much information there and just ways for all of us to open our eyes and open our minds to different aspects of, of uh, DEI and health equity out there. So um, with that in mind, I'm going to have a short update on a, another topic, and this one's really cool. Um, our very own Dave Gans, who was a MGMA employee for 42 years and just kind of the wow. historian. I know he's like <laughs> the historian of MGMA and uh, just an incredible mind as far as data analysis. Maybe many of you intersected with Dave during his time here. Um, he was recently on a podcast. It's the DMSG Healthcare Podcast, and it's hosted by Chris Hadley. He's the president and founder of Denver Medical Study Group. Um, he and Dave talked about the topic of how practices can successfully prepare for the future while being squeezed. And uh, in this uh, podcast, you can learn how APPs and EHR technology, among other things, can help minimize that squeeze of uh, let's see, what do we have here? How medical groups have to overcome static payments and higher cost and how that can create greater opportunities in the future for their practices. And that's really what they're examining and what they call the squeeze. And so what we're going to do is provide you with um, a direct link to that podcast so you can uh, access it and hear what Dave's up to and how he's analyzing this particular important topic. So with that said, I'm going to turn this over to Colleen again. All right. So we're back to stat results with this week's poll. While a sizable share of you, 42%, said you have no applicable plans, the rest of you zeroed in on three key areas, revenue cycle management, patient communications, and recruiting. You noted that nearly all areas of your practice you noted that nearly all areas of your practice were suitable for third-party outsourcing or full automation. And as one practice leader said, pretty much all of it is on the table. So specifically, claims scrubbing and submissions, denials management appeals, eligibility checks and prior authorization work, medical coding, self-pay collections, and credentialing. Uh, check out the article to learn more about uh, these areas folks are using for outsourcing and automation to see if it's right for your organization. Again, that's mgma.com slash stat, where you can find all of those stat poll results. Awesome. Um, I wanted to share one more uh, article. It was in the MGMA Insights newsletter where um, Colleen and the team she works with, they uh, kind of round up lots of great information there. You might be a subscriber to the Insights newsletter. If you're not, we can, uh, again, put a link in there so you can make sure that you get that news uh, brought to you every Tuesday. Um, there was an article in here. It originally appeared in Becker's Hospital Review. Um, it was written by Catherine Meese. She's a PhD and an assistant professor and director at University of Alabama at Birmingham. Go Blazers. I was at <laughs> University, UAB for a while back in the 90s. I've worked yeah. on their publications <laughs> back in the day. So uh, nice. I have a lot of heart space there for uh, UAB. But um, <laughs> Catherine went on to look at some conflicting issues about um, 
the healthcare workforce. She identified some uh, different items there to review. And uh, she said she wanted to reconcile these disparities. And as she did, several crucial considerations came to light. I'm just going to go over a couple of these. Uh, first of all, one, demand matters. Uh, she says that merely citing an increase in the labor supply overlooks the crucial factor of demand, despite a reported surge in the workforce from 08 to 2023. Various market forces contribute to heightened demand. Uh, many of these are Affordable Care Act, Medicaid expansion, rising early cancer rates, the opioid crisis, on and on and on. So despite supply growth, the increases in demand may still lead to workforce shortages. And I think all of you are experiencing that, so you know exactly what that means. Um, another topic area she looks at is location matters. She says a sufficient national workforce does not guarantee an optimal distribution. You may be feeling that pain as well. Um, evolving work expectations and lifestyle choices mean that organizations in appealing locations or with great cultures may maintain a stable workforce compared to others. Um, we did have a podcast interview recently uh, with one of the executives over at EDGE. Uh, they're an organization that is looking at global workforce um, support. And uh, I'm going to put a link in there to that podcast because Ahmed Donawala, who I interviewed for that, had some great ideas about what they're doing to help practices, um, you know, shore up those workforce shortages. We also had Ahmed and uh, Veronica Villarreal from DHR uh, Healthcare. Um, she's been utilizing this global workforce. We had them on in a recent webinar. Some of you may be may have been present for that. So, Colleen, if we have another story, I want to turn it over to you, maybe in these remaining moments, and then we'll give everybody their uh, weekends <laughs> so you can go on and enjoy your weekend. So is there anything else you wanted to share that popped up this week? Yeah, so... Um... Just one more thing. Uh, last week, we uh, talked a little bit about how people are really stressed about medical debt in uh, the U.S. Well, on the same track, I wanted to share this Kaiser Family Foundation health tracking poll for February 2024. Uh, the poll revealed that top of people's minds are, of course, inflation, <laughs> but also health care affordability and the two main issues they want their presidential candidates to talk about on the campaign trail. Uh, the study notes that unexpected medical bills and health care costs top the list of expenses that folks, regardless of partisanship, say they worry about affording, with three in four people saying they're very or somewhat worried about being able to afford unexpected medical bills or the cost of health care services for themselves and their family. So just over half reported worrying about being able to afford prescription drug costs, and about half of insured adults said they are worried about being able to afford their monthly health insurance premium. So again, just a reminder for practice leaders, you know, to just stay on top of these broader financial implications so you can explore flexible payment plans with your patients. And that is it. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. All right. Well, this has been a really robust week in review. So Colleen, thanks again for all the work you're doing at MGMA. Really appreciate you. 
Yeah, I appreciate being here and and doing that work. Thanks. (laughs) Awesome. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of Weekend Review, everybody. So to all of you, thanks for being an MGMA podcast listener and y'all be safe and have a great weekend. Thank you, everyone. Bye. If you like the work we're doing, please consider becoming an MGMA member. Learn more at mgma.com slash membership.